broadcasting live from my own personal homemade bunker just in case this Ukraine and Russia shit really pops off. It's the I Can't Complain podcast. Thank you guys for joining me back here for another week. It's the I Can't Complain podcast, and my name is John. New episodes every Tuesday. Icancomplain.com is the home of this program. Go there for all the links. I'm going to try and postpone any Russia and uh, Ukraine news until the end of the program unless something really pressing pops off while I'm recording this. I have four screens up, four news sources running as I record this, which is probably going to be a distraction to me while I record this program. But there's a lot of shit I want to talk about this week, and I don't really want to do a heavy news episode. So we're going to talk about tax season. Talk about something that makes everybody happy, tax season. Ah, yes, tax season. The only time of the year when your kids actually pay off. The only time when most people are actually happy to have kids. When they can claim claim them as dependents on their tax forms. But there's something that I love about tax season, guys. There's something that's uh, very near and dear to my heart. Every year when tax season comes along, you know what I love? I love those crackheads dressed as Lady Liberty on every street corner across America. I guess it's Liberty Tax Service. I probably should have done some more show prep on this. I think it's called Liberty Tax Service. And they employ you you guys know the people. They dress them they dress them as a statue of liberty and send them out on the street corner to spin a sign. And I love these people, guys. These are people that choose not to collect unemployment for a couple months out of the year and I respect that. But I I saw a guy this past week, he was spinning a sign, and uh, he was spinning it into oncoming traffic. He was legitimately impeding the flow of uh, traffic, high on a mixture of chemicals. No doubt about that. You don't you do not do this work unless you're high on chemicals, and I, I respect that. Nobody needs to be working for minimum wage unless they're stoned to the gills. But uh, yeah, he was impeding the flow of traffic uh, high on the mixture of chemicals. Um, he probably should have been taken uh, to be studied in a laboratory somewhere to find out how someone with that level of fentanyl in his system can continue to spin that sign and look as cheerful as he was looking. But he wasn't dead. No, he wasn't dead. He, not even on the inside because he was happy to be making minimum wage spinning that goddamn sign. So instead of uh, instead of collecting him up in a van and rushing him to the nearest hospital to save his life, people just drive by him spinning that sign and normally nobody thinks twice about it. But um, this guy was outside the shopping mall that I was driving past, and he was standing in the median, and he was spinning in that sign halfway in the goddamn street. No bullshit. People were slamming on their brakes and swerving to the right just to avoid that sign. Because the body, his body was in the median, right? But the sign was mostly in the road. And uh, everybody else was swerving, you know, trying to get out of the way. I just took a good long look at him. And I said, that's a man right there that's, that's doing the best job that he can do for Liberty Tax Service. Because there's, there's not a person that drove past him that didn't have to swerve. And where were they swerving? They were swerving into the right-hand lane, the lane you had to turn in to turn into the Liberty Tax Service. I don't know how much business he was, I don't know how much business he was actually giving the uh, tax service people, but uh, I think he was doing a great job. You know, it, it takes a certain individual, though, to get that high. And still smile in 40 degree weather. I mean, it was a cloudy, rainy, nasty ass day. And he got up in the morning and you gar- I guarantee you that he was just happy to be employed. He said, I'm going to smoke these rocks and I'm going to go out in that corner and I'm going to spin that sign to the best of my ability until they tell me to stop. And if they don't tell me to stop, I'll work extra hours. I'll work all night. 
I'll work all fucking week. I'll work when when does tax season in April fifteenth or some shit. I'll spend this sign continu- continuously for two months for minimum wage until tax season ends. It is stressful though. Tax season is stressful as fuck. I'm not gonna bullshit you guys. My tax situation is kind of complicated. I have a series of 1099 forms that need to be uploaded. I have a series of tax write-ups that I have to get right. If I get one, if I get one thing wrong, I'm going to end up way overpaying the government, and I fucking know it right now. They're not fooling me. It's just one. It's one big. What they're just trying to trick me into overpaying so they can get every every cent out of my bank account and they can sever my pay for the rest of my life. They're not fooling me, guys. Um, <laughs> I don't know though whether I'm going to have to pay or whether I'm going to get money back. I really don't. You know, I don't have dependents to claim. I just have a series of complicated tax forms to fill out. That's all I fucking have. Like I said, one mistake. And my life is over, so I better get this right. So the other night I said, I said, I'm going to splurge. I'm going to live a little before I either, you know, have to pay the government or, you know, I fuck up and I get arrested and thrown in the clink for the rest of my life for tax evasion. But I'm going to have a little fun tonight. So what did I, well, how does John splurge? I decided to do the one thing that every American should do when they have extra an extra 20 bucks in their pocket. I decided to order a pizza. Yeah, I decided to order a pizza because I'm a I'm a bold individual that knows how to party. So so I ordered this pizza and I decided to live a little I used the app. It's like a chain it's a chain pizza place. I'm not going to tell you guys who it is, but I'll tell you one thing. The app that I use that I don't the app that I used to order my Marco's pizza, the app that I used to order my pizza fucked up and the order went through twice. I immediately knew that we had an issue. I immediately knew that that restaurant, no one was overseeing the orders and nobody would notice. So guess what happened? I had to get on the phone with these people. I had to call my local pizza place. And I had to talk to him fast. I had to talk to him fast before Lenny in the back, you know, spread sauce on that pizza dough. Because once they put the sauce on the dough, that's that's the beginning of the creation of the pizza. And and after that point, you know you're going to get charged for the shit. So I get on the phone with him. I'm, I get on the horn. I rush to the phone. I run. I, I don't. I don't. I, I have to. I have to pretend like I'm using a landline. I rush to the landline. And I, I look up the phone number in the phone book for the pizza restaurant, and I call them. And and now I think, surely I'm not going to get double charged for these pizzas. Surely they're not going to send me that extra pizza. What do I hear when I, when I call the restaurant? I hear something that disturbs me. It sounds like a rave is occurring in the back of this pizza. Right? I'm not even going to bullshit you guys. The amount of background noise was unnatural. It sounded like Woodstock. So I don't know how to describe it. It sounded like... It sounded like people were trying to land airplanes. It sounded like the control tower at your local airport with the with the windows open, mind you. I mean, it sounded like stockbrokers that worked on the floor of Wall Street from 1998 had decided to try and land planes high on cocaine. That's the level of, of dysfunction I heard in the background. But at the same time, it sounded like serious business was going on in the back of that pizza joint. I also respected that. That's why I continued to hang on the line. It, it it probably sounded similar to the negotiations between Ukraine and Russia. You just hear shelling in the background, 
and you're just you're just covering your ears up and trying to escape the situation. That's what I felt like. I felt like hanging up, but I didn't. I didn't hang up because it sounded like uh, that my pizza was possibly going to be uh, responsible for broken blood vessels and possible brain aneurysms, and I respected that. I said, these pizza people are serious. These pe- these pizza people are very fucking serious. So I, t- I start talking to the woman on the phone, and before I can even really confirm that the order went through twice, she was asking me. Before I could really even confirm that the order went through twice, she said, okay, it'll be right. Have a good day, and she hung up. She just hung up on me because she has better things to do. She has better things to do than just talk to some guy on the phone about his fucked up pizza order because she's got pizzas to make. And I'll tell you what, um, the pizza got here faster than was humanly possible, and I respected that as well. I like everything they're doing at that pizza place. I like the I like some dysfunction to occur in the background of businesses that I'm patronizing. I don't want everything to be calm. I want people to be willing to put their lives on the line for my large pepperoni pizza. And it sounded like they were doing that. And it made me happy. It makes me happy to see people spinning signs on the street corner. It makes me happy to see people high on cocaine making pizzas. This is the America that I want to live in. And I'm happy to be living in it. God bless America. God bless America. Speaking of America, guys... (laughs) I hate to I hate to say this, but if you listen to the show last week, I regret what I say about April first probably being the end of the pandemic. I regret trying to put an end to this pandemic. They're gonna because they're gonna tell you guys the mask mandate locally came off today. We've been under a mask mandate for essentially two years, and it ended today. And they're gonna tell you the pandemic's coming to an end. They're gonna tell you that it's not as infectious as it once was because it's ran through the entire population. They're gonna tell you there aren't as many people in hospitals. And I'm here to tell you that um, that's bullshit. Well, that's probably true. But what I'm here to tell you is you need to be using this pandemic to your advantage for months, if not years to come. If you think when the bubonic plague was wearing off that you didn't have people using that to their advantage for decades to come, you're wrong. You guys need to be willing to phone in to work and you need to be willing to call into work in 2047 and when they look for a re- when they ask for a reason why you're not coming into work today, you just say COVID, and then you hang up the phone, and that's all you fucking do. If they try and call back, you don't answer that phone call. You just say it's COVID. My entire family's riddled with it. My entire family's dying of COVID right now. You need to be you need to be well. You need to be very familiar with that phrase. I'm dying of COVID is something that you need to be willing to tell people for years to come. Maybe there's a funeral that you don't want to go to some, you know, your aunt dies and you never really liked your aunt. You just, you you have to be willing to use that excuse to be willing. You have to be willing to say, I can't attend her funeral. I'm sorry. I'm dying of COVID, but all jokes aside, things are starting to open up. We're going to have a normal summer for once. We're going to have a normal summer for once. I'm starting to go out and I'm starting to do things again, guys. I went to trivia. I went to game night in one of our local watering holes with some of my friends. I went to trivia night. I've been to trivia night before there, but there's these girls. These There's these two women that were there this past week, and they've really begun to ruin my experience. They were there two weeks ago, and I didn't say anything. But they were there again this week, and I have a big problem with these two cunts, and I want to get it out of the way right now. They were the type of participants where they were loud, they were vocal, and they were getting the answers right. And there's nothing that fucking pisses me off more than successful people that want to rub it in your face. I'm looking at these two cunts play trivia, and I'm just getting progressively more and more and more angry. 
And I just want to say to them, I hope you're listening to this program. I know you're not, but I hope you are. And I just want to say, just because you haven't gotten dick in a quarter century doesn't mean you can ruin my game night. Just because you're str- you're trying to, you know, score yourself a little ass, just because you're trying to get somebody to stick a dick inside of you doesn't give you the right to ruin my game night. Doesn't give you the right to be obnoxious. Doesn't give you the right to just be a couple of cunts. And and you know, usually I'm I don't get angry at people. I know that I talk a lot on this program about being angry and complaining and all this shit, but it's not something that normal that normally happens to me in my day-to-day life. But these bitches they were just pounding Bud Lights, and they thought they were the shit. They were getting all the answers right. They were just because you know popular music better than I do doesn't mean that you get the right. You have the right to be a cunt. But the reason why I'm mentioning this is I almost successfully started an uprising. Normally, I don't voice when I'm angry with people or they're annoying me. But I started saying to my like my friends there. I started saying, "Look at these two women. Look at these women over here." Look at them having fun. There's nothing that there's nothing that I hate more than people having fun. Sorry, my phone's blowing up. All this shit's popping off over in Ukraine. Meanwhile, I'm talking about cunts of trivia. But the point is, the point is, they were having fun, and I started mentioning it to my teammates. And you know, as trivia wore on, my teammates started to say, "Yeah." These women are cunts. They started to have my back. And I felt like towards the end of that trivia, if I wanted to go over there with all my teammates and kick some ass, that I would have had an army behind me. That made me feel good. It made me feel good to have an entire army, an entire group of individuals behind me that are willing to go over and kick some ass or willing to beat these two women up in the middle of trivia. God damn. I don't know what really set me off about them, but they've they've been there two weeks in a row and they've been performing well and they've been having drinks and they've been acting jolly. And if these bitches think that I won't cheat to put them in their place, they're wrong. If they don't think that I'll cheat to put to to knock them down a level, they're wrong. I actually asked the person running trivia. I asked the guy running trivia if anybody's ever slept with him for answers to trivia, and he said no. And it was just a random question I was asking him. But as the week's drawn on, I've thought about sleeping with him. I've thought about having sex with that man for these trivia answers just so I can shut these two bitches up. That'll put them in their place. When they get 39 out of 40 answers right, they're going to think they've won until I get 40 out of 40 right because I've slept with the trivia man. And I'm not going to put it past myself to do it. I'm, I'm willing to have sexual intercourse with people that I'm not attracted to just to win trivia. Not usually, but when these two bitches are there, watch. I'm going to sleep with the leader of trivia, the leader of trivia. I'm making his title sound way too professional. I'm going to sleep with the trivia boss. <laughs> I'm going to sleep with the trivia boss for the answers, and then I'll go back next week, and these girls won't even be there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's the risk that I have to take. I have to be willing to get these answers at all costs, and they might not show up, but they may. Who fucking knows? I don't even know how I got on this. Yeah, I stand by what I said. Just because you haven't got dick in a quarter century doesn't mean you can ruin my game night. All right, guys. Um, For some reason this week, I determined that I could easily survive being bedridden. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind being bedridden at all. I think that I would, I'd become more worldly. I'd start to watch world news. I'd start to become involved in politics I'd be up to date on all the on all the pop culture. I'd be walk, watching that E News channel twenty four seven. 
I'd be so up on popular culture that I you could I guess I'm bedridden at that point, but you could wheel my bed down to trivia and I would probably win. But until I'm bedridden, I don't think I'll be able to fully excel at trivia. Um speaking of being bedridden though, uh back in the day, uh I don't know about you guys, but when I visit hotels, the first thing I do is I crank that temperature as low as fucking possible. I always say when I visit a hotel, I always tell people that I'm with, I'm gonna have it like a meat locker in here within an hour. It's going to be cold as fuck. And you know what I like about sleeping in cold temperatures? You don't want to get out of bed. I don't, I, and that, I think that's why I wouldn't mind being bedridden. Because I like getting into bed. So I think I would like getting into bed to be bedridden forever. But I never want to really get out of bed. So if I never had to get out of bed, I guess I guess that would be cool with me. Um, <laughs> call my voicemail number 818-336-1146. And let me know if you think you could survive being bedridden forever. Oh no, this this show has gone from worse to really worse. Oh man, I think it's this Russian news, guys. I'm watching all these streams here. It's not good. Russia's coming for previously controlled territories, and that's a problem. Putin is floating a theory around that Western powers will supply Ukraine with nuclear weapons, and that's a problem. The United Nations Security Council just met a few minutes ago, and they claim, meanwhile, that um, Ukraine doesn't want these nuclear weapons. The United Nations claim that there will be swift and severe retaliation if Putin invades Ukraine. The issue that Ukraine is having here, and now we're going to get to the heavy news stuff. We're going to get to the heavy news stuff. Ukraine fucked up when they gave up their nuclear weapons. We saw it in Libya with Gaddafi. He gave up his weapons. You saw what happened to him. And now, well, not now, but many, many moons ago, Ukraine gave up their nuclear weapons and they gave up their power. And yes, they're aligned with Western countries. Ukraine, we have your back. We don't like Russia either. But you should have kept your nuclear... Never give up your nuclear weapons. Never, 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 never do it. The only place that has successfully given up their nuclear weapons in history, I think, is South Africa, maybe. And I just think that they're, you know, they're just largely irrelevant at this point. If you give up your nuclear weapons, you, two things are going to happen. One, you're going to be irrelevant. Or two, you're going to be walked over by your neighbor next door that's a big dick. And that's what Putin's doing. He's trying to take back lands that were previously controlled 100 years ago. And Ukraine saying, you know, Ukraine saying, we're a sovereign nation. Please don't come in here and take our shit. And meanwhile, Putin's going, where's the nuclear weapons? Where's that check? You got to have that check in your back pocket. You have to have that checkmate. Like, you know, if you come into our country, we have nuclear weapons. We'll fuck you up. Without those nuclear weapons, I don't know what the, I don't, I don't know what countries think when they're giving up nuclear weapons, but they want to sign treaties. They want to do all this shit. They want, you got to have the nukes. You got to have the nukes to back it up. Even if you have no intention to use a nuclear weapon, you better have a nuclear weapon close by. Nuclear, nuclear weapons are, nuclear weapons are, um, so dangerous that they're a key to peace. And that's a fucked up position. That, that's a fucked up, that's a fucked up position to be in. But, uh, all these countries with nuclear, it's the same way with North Korea. Why they're always testing the uh, show of force. It's a lot of show of force. It's a lot of like testing just to remind us that, yeah, we have these and we'll use them if we need to. And that's what I think Ukraine could use a couple of nuclear weapons right now. So when I hear the United uh, Nations, the Security Council claims that um, Ukraine doesn't want nuclear weapons. They're not interested in them. 
I think that's a bad move. If I was Ukraine right now, I'd be ordering weapons like most Americans order hamburgers. I'd be I'd be I'd be calling every country with nuclear weapons that they're aligned with and I'd be saying send them over here. We need them by morning. Not not saying that we don't want them. I don't know what they're I don't I don't know. I don't really understand why I guess they don't want to escalate things by by saying, you know, we're bringing in nuclear weapons, but Honestly, at this point, can you really escalate tensions any higher than they already are? Probably not. That's not good, though. That's not good in a global economy. This situation is not going to be good for anyone. All right. Uh, let's end it on this. You don't get two last names, and I'm tired of all this last name hyphenated bullshit. Have you guys noticed the increasing, ever-growing trend of hyphenating your last name because... Both of your parents are so egotistical that they think they're both so important that they don't want to... One of them doesn't want to drop their last name, so they just throw both their last names together and fucking hyphenate it and give it to their kids, and their kids have to walk around with this disgrace on them for the rest of their life. Most people don't think about this. Anytime I see a hyphenated last name, I immediately know that their parents are assholes. You don't get two last names. You get one last name. Choose one and get on with your life. Parents, don't give your kids two last names because it makes me think that they're an asshole or they at least have asshole parents. I don't know what this trend is. This is one of the worst. This is one of the worst trends that I've seen over over my lifetime. In the 90s, if you saw somebody with a hyphenated last name, you figured they were an aristocrat. You figured they were somebody special. Now I see somebody with a hyphenated last name and I just think that they probably have two asshole parents. Two asshole parents that think they're both the shit. They think they both come from royal lineage. They think they, 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 they're so, uh, they're so, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? They're so invested in their family's history that they don't want to, they don't want to leave it behind and just take someone else's last name. If anything, the ability to ditch your last name is uh is something that you should look forward to. You should look forward to doing your own thing. You should look forward to not looking in the past at 5,000 years of history. Meanwhile, white people nowadays, all they do is hyphenate their last names because they want to hang on to their lineage. They want to hang on to their ancestors that own slaves. They want, to, they want their kid to be able to say, yeah, I have two last names. And both of these families own slaves. That's what I think of these white people that hyphenate their last names. Like you're, like your family's so good. Like your family is the shit. Like you have to hyphenate your child's name. Well, no, you fucking don't. If I see a child with a hyphenated last name in the street, I'm gonna run up and I'm gonna punch them in their fucking face, and then I'm gonna say, "Take me to your goddamn parents and show them to me right now. Show me your parents right now, because I want to. I want to look those pieces of shit in the eye, and I want to say, you guys fucked up. Choose one last name and go with it." Or don't fucking get around me. Because if you get around me with two last names, I'm liable to cause a problem. I'm angry today. I'm angry at bitches at trivia fucking my week up. I'm angry at this possible escalation of what's going to become a war in Ukraine. And I'm angry at people with two last names because there's no place for that in polite society. You need to be willing to get rid of your past. Get rid of your family's history. And uh, yeah, even though I am going to do the... uh, DNA test here on the program to determine where I'm from, but but that doesn't matter. I want white people to wake up and start stop hyphenating your last names. Get rid of that shit. It's the worst trend. It's the worst trend around getting getting your last name hyphenated. You're fucking. If you have a hyphenated last name and you're listening to this program right now, I want you to immediately drive to your parents' house and I want I want you to punch them both in the face three times for me. Not once, three times each for me, and let let them listen to this.
Let them listen to this so they can wake up and realize that, that, guess what? I don't care about your family's history. I don't care what your last name is, but don't fucking hyphenate it. It's the fucking worst. Okay, let's get out of here. I don't know what we learned on the program this week. We learned that there are people out there spinning signs and making pizzas that are 100% committed to their jobs, even if it involves them doing copious amounts of drugs and or alcohol to actually bring themselves to a point where they can go to work every day. Who fucking knows? Let's it. Bye, guys. Bye. That is the most That is the most difficult episode I've recorded so far. That was a fucking disaster. That was a fucking disaster and I knew it from moment one. I'm not gonna bullshit you. There was no flow. None of the topics really went together. It's probably the only the second time in 32 episodes or whatever the fuck it is that I'm just thankful it's over. It looked better on paper. The show notes looked fabulous. I was excited to do it. And as soon as I started it, it all went wrong. Another fucking episode as bad as the Podbean episode. I'll see you guys next week. Happy President's Day, by the way. I didn't say Happy President's Day, but Happy President's Day. Because that was that was something that uh, I'm sure many of you guys would have called me on if I wouldn't have said Happy President's Day. Like, this guy doesn't even wish his Happy President's Day anymore. What kind of an asshole is he?